Good morning and happy Monday. This is Ryan File, and you're listening to First Thing, the Mail Tribune's weekday top story podcast. If this is your first time here, hello. Format's pretty simple. I go over two or three of the day's main stories on our paper and online at mailtribune.com. You can listen to past episodes at mailtribune.com slash podcasts or at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Here are the top stories for Monday, September 10th, 2018. First up, motorists heading for California's Central Valley or the Bay Area anytime soon should count on taking circuitous routes. A 14-mile stretch of Interstate 5 remains closed by the Delta Fire, which started Wednesday afternoon, effectively halting through traffic between Mount Shasta City on the north to Redding on the south. Southbound travelers will have to slip over the coast and take US-101 or take a mountainous route on Highway 89 from Mount Shasta City to Bernie and then veer southwest on Highway 299 to regain I-5 in Redding. The Delta Fire and HERS Fire, which broke out August 9th, 18 miles northeast of Redding, have connected, Cal Fire spokesman Brandon Vaccaro said Monday. The Delta Fire had expanded to nearly 41,000 acres Sunday afternoon and was 5% contained while the 46,150-acre Hearst fire, east of the new blaze, was 95% contained. Fire activity picked up around the north end in Gulch Creek watershed, just south of Shoemaker. Fire commanders will still likely consider it two operations, Vaccaro said, but the Delta Fire's east control line will be the Hearst fire. We do that often when there is a burn history, Vaccaro said. There was a fire through here six years ago, and we can use that old burn as a fire break because there is reduced fuel. Vaccaro said travel on Highway 89 has been moving at a reasonable pace. It isn't too bad until you get stuck behind a truck going up those grades, he said. People have potentially found other routes of travel, and there aren't many. Though the freeway remains closed, Vaccaro said it was primarily precautionary. The road doesn't appear to be damaged, but they are checking the structural integrity of the bridges and concrete, where pockets of moisture can expand when there is great heat and cause fractures. Vaccaro said the Union Pacific Railroad operations continue. It's a minute-by-minute thing, but we've had a train go by our location a couple of times, he said. There were 2,374 firefighters and support staff working the scene on Sunday, with more on the way. We're up quite a bit today, and I can imagine you will see the number rise, Vaccaro said. There isn't a ton of fire activity in California right now. Resources should be fairly easy to get in. Amtrak's Starlight passenger trains connecting Seattle and Los Angeles, meanwhile, have been suspended. The U.S. Forest Service has closed a 55-mile stretch of the Pacific Coast Trail, which crosses I-5 near Castle Crag State Park. The closure on the east side of I-5 runs from Ash Camp, mile 1471, to Gumboot Trailhead, mile 1525. Prior to this weekend, Vaccaro said, only 11 miles were shut down. And last up, this is from Sunday. The Jackson County Sheriff's Office has rearranged inmates in the jail to boost capacity, cut back on nighttime releases for all inmates, and keep more female offenders behind bars. The changes have increased the Jackson County Jail's 292-bed capacity to 300 inmates during the day and 315 during the night, when inmates are sleeping and easier to supervise. Every bed makes a difference, said Jackson County Sheriff Nathan Sickler, who credited jail staff members with coming up with the reorganization plan. Female inmates previously were housed on the jail's ground floor, with males in the basement and on the second floor. But the 42-bed female section was often filled past overflowing, triggering a disproportionate share of releases of women due to overcrowding. With women now in the basement, the jail can house about 60 female inmates, Sickler said. Having more beds for females could reduce strain on the local criminal justice system. 
Although there are fewer female criminals than males, women are more likely to skip their court appearances in Jackson County Circuit Court, wasting time and causing more work for judges, prosecutors, defense attorneys, and the police officers and deputies who have to re-arrest them. Earlier this year, the local law enforcement community teamed up on a failure-to-appear initiative to hold chronic court skippers in 10 reserved jail beds until they cleared up their criminal cases. Of the first 13 people targeted, seven were women. Together, the 13 had accumulated 150 cases against them and had skipped 500 court appointments, according to data from the Jackson County District Attorney's Office about the early impacts of the initiative. The jail reorganization also means jail officials will be less likely to be forced to release inmates in the middle of the night. Releasing inmates at night isn't ideal, Sickler said. What is the inmate going to do? If you kick them out of bed, what is open for them? Inmates released in the middle of the night can't access services such as addiction treatment, and they could commit new crimes under the cover of darkness, he said. The things that are available to them at night are not healthy from an inmate perspective, and it's not ideal from a community perspective. If they go out in the community and commit new crimes at night, that's harder to spot, Sickler said. Sickler said he and the Jackson County Community Justice Director Eric Geyer have been exploring ways to link newly released inmates with services such as drug and alcohol treatment, mental health care, and peer mentors. And that is it for today. Be sure to check out full versions of these stories and others at our website, mailtribune.com. And if you want to stay connected to us throughout the day, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Have a good one.